Judgment Edit, a Lucy Loves production. I'm your host, Lucy Tan, and today our fellow judgment maker is Jamie Champion. Hi. Today's actually election day here, so it's going to be really good to talk about something other than which of the majority party leaders is currently less shit. <laughs> and it's a Saturday evening, so we're doing it with a nice glass of Sauv Blanc, so if you hear clinking in the background, too bad. So, in case you missed it last week, I am 30 years old, I'm self-employed, I'm a woman, I'm married with no kids and come from a pretty solidly middle-class background. So that's where my judgment history is coming from. Jamie? Yeah, so I am also 30. I come from the middle of nowhere in Western Australia, a small town. Um, I am single um, and also from a pretty middle-class background as well. So, oh, and I've got two cats. <laughs> and I think importantly, Jamie is one of six kids in a blended family. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they're important. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it gives you a pretty this wide and varied. This is my turn. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't have to talk about them at all. But big family, definitely something. Yeah. start with our first scenario this is not a user submission this one comes from reddit and i'm going to read it to you i male 35 have two sisters that i'm close with i also have a niece leah leah is 16 and after my ex-wife decided to split up and divorce due to infertility problems that lasted for five years i started a college fund for leah to help her go to her chosen college that was in 2019 Oh, that's so good. I know. I really like that. That's the best uncle. (laughs) Now I visit my mother's home, where my sister and Leah are currently living, every week to spend the weekend together. This past weekend, I was asleep upstairs while my mother, my sister and Leah were in the kitchen. I came downstairs to grab a glass of water and heard my sister talking about my ex-wife expecting a baby with her new husband. This struck a nerve and I kind of froze from shock. I then heard Leah react to the news repeatedly saying, I told you so, I told you so, and then explained that she always thought that I was the one with a problem for not being able to have a baby with my ex, but that I was too afraid to admit this due to fragile masculinity. I cannot believe what she said, but what made it worse is her following statement about how my ex was smart to get a divorce before it was too late. I went upstairs and into the room and shut the door and just stayed there for hours. My mum and sister saw me about to leave and insisted to know what the problem was. I didn't want to argue, but I told them what I heard what Leah said about me. Leah stopped eating and got quiet. My sister tried to play dumb, but I told her I heard their entire conversation about my ex-wife and her pregnancy news. My sister tried to backpedal, saying Leah is just a kid who doesn't know much about this stuff and was just spouting nonsense. I told them I don't want to talk about it and they refused to let me leave, but eventually I left. I later sent my sister a text telling her about how hurt and devastated I was because of what Leah said, and I told her I will no longer be responsible for funding her education. My sister kept trying to call, then texted, saying Leah didn't mean what she said and offered to make her apologise, but I didn't feel comfortable being in the same room with someone who blamed me for something that was completely out of my control and something that literally turned my life upside down. My mother tried to get me to come over so we could talk, saying that Leah doesn't deserve me turning my back on her like that. (laughs) Is it okay for him to cut her off financially? I mean, it's not really his responsibility in the first place. Like, that's going to sound like, like, okay, there's there's obviously, there's a few things that come into this, right? Yeah. Like, she's 16. Mm -hmm. Like, I have been that 16-year-old who's running her mouth because someone told me a buzzword that day. Like, I learned, you know... 
I learned the word feminism. Then next thing you know, here's me running around like you know every argument I could have because she's sixteen. But then at the same time, like it's not, she really went after him. Yeah, it's not his like it's not his responsi- It's not his responsibility. No, it's not at all. And the fact that he was doing it, like I also yeah, I'm like maybe like keep it funding it and then see what she turns out like when she's eighteen. <laughs> yeah, by the time she needs it, make yeah, a decision. Make a decision then, and then otherwise, and then we'll call it for savings. <laughs> that said, though, I think either way he should say now that he's not. So if he doesn't, his mother, yeah. his, her mother, can yeah. have prepared some funds for her to yeah. go to university. But I don't know, like, I can understand having such an emotional reaction to that. It yeah. is incredibly cruel. Uh, but what I did notice he didn't say is how the adults in the room responded to her saying that. And where she learned that, like, has she overheard? Yeah, yeah has she... there been a lot of conversations behind his back about their infertility yeah. issues of them wondering, oh, I wonder who's the problem? Because that's a conversation that should never have been had to begin with. And what 16-year-olds thinking about that as well? Like, we so like, what 16-year-olds going, you know, because, like, and it is generally we do jump to the what's going on in her body as a, who's having, yeah, who's having that conversation? Yeah. You know? I feel like, I mean, I know it was never his responsibility to pay to begin with, but for a 16-year-old who yeah. said something dumb, not actually to yeah. him, like, talking behind people's back isn't great either, but it's not like she was out to hurt yeah. him. Yeah who said something really dumb, losing her opportunity for higher education, that's harsh. I mean, I know that she can take out student loans and stuff like (laughs) that, but we all know what American student loans are like. It's a noose around your neck for ever, from what I know. (laughs) But the fact that he, like, has gone, you know, and he's thinking about his – he's been thinking about her education and then regardless of what she's heard or the conversations that have been had behind his back, it's like – I don't know why it should... <laughs> I feel like the problem might be with his sister and his mum yeah. a little bit more than... Than the child, yeah. The child, well, she's to begin with. Right? Why was she even involved in that conversation? Why yeah. were they having that conversation right, yeah. with her? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. 16, we like to think we're adults, but once you're an adult, you know that a 16-year-old is nowhere near an adult. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I agree. She's not, and she's not old enough to have that. Like you know, and they, you know, the thing that they say about like your brain into twenty five. Like so, basically, we can't hold her accountable for the rest of her life because she ran her mouth. Like <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I get, I get having such a immediate yeah. gut reaction. To, yeah. To it though. Yeah. So hopefully, so hopefully, this is all since being sorted out, and he is still gonna send that kid to college. <laughs> yeah. Because like, we also know what America's like, where. You know, if she doesn't go to school, what her future looks like, it's not necessarily. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if you do go to school with student loans, mm. you might be just as fucked, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For lack of a better word, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Ready for number two? Over the last year and a bit, I, 37 male, have taken up photography. I've tried a couple of different types, but I found that I really enjoyed shooting people. That is really badly worded. I'm, I'm sorry, but... <laughs> I didn't even pick that up. I didn't even pick that up. I just, I just picked like, up how much I, did, I enjoy shooting people. All I did was like, here we go. We've got a photographer. Like, you know how people are like, I'm a model. Like, and they're like, you know, yeah, same thing. I'm a photographer. Like, are you? Mm. <laughs> so, so are like, you or do you have a DSLR camera? Yeah. Because there's a difference. <laughs> 
That's it. I got stuck on that. I just got stuck on 37 year old male who's a photographer. Like, and you're like, and as soon as she said that back, I'm like, yeah. Stop okay. cheating people, man. <laughs> yeah. Reread what you've written sometimes. Am I the asshole? <laughs> it just finishes there. Yeah. Am I the asshole? I'm a 37 year old male who likes to shoot. I'm a 37 year old male photographer who likes to shoot people. <laughs> He goes on to say, mostly I've been practicing on friends. Well, given the context, that's really kind. Stop that mouthful of water. It just doesn't, it doesn't end. All right. Mostly I've been practicing on friends, lots of whom seem very happy to be practice models for me. However, I've also done a couple of group shoots with professional models. <laughs> familiar with those here yes (laughs) okay one of the group shoots i did earlier this year was with a professional paid nude model and i really enjoyed it i loved the aesthetic of the photos but i also enjoyed the shooting process and being around a naked woman i've also got another group shoot lined up soon for a boudoir style shoot in lingerie obviously during the nude shoot i was completely professional I never touched the model or made any sort of lewd or sexual comments. There was an instructor there and he didn't call out anything I did, so I think my behaviour was appropriate. Here's where the issue arises. I was talking to some of my friends about the nude slash boudoir photo shoots. One of them, 35 female, who I had shot clothed photos of previously, said that it was really creepy for me to shoot nude photos of women and she didn't feel comfortable modelling for me anymore. Several other people in the group agreed that it was weird for me to shoot this kind of photography and that enjoying it makes me a creepy old man. The issue seemed to be that I'm doing this because I enjoy it rather than because I'm a professional photographer being paid to take photos of people. Apparently that's not creepy. So am I the arsehole for enjoying the process of taking nude and boudoir photos? No, I don't think he... I... I think if you're looking at it through like an artistic lens, right? Like this is like I, all I can think is Hilary Duff's photo, um, her nude photos oh, yeah, have her just been come cover. out. Yeah, yeah, have just come out this week, and I'm like, they were beautiful. Like she was oh, yeah. beautiful. Like the curves and the lines of her, like how everything was. But you can see, like if you're looking at it through like an artistic lens, you can see how the process of like the naked human body. Absolutely. Where I think he's creepy is that he says, I also enjoyed the shooting process, separate, and being around a naked woman. Right. Yeah. Okay. If it was about the artistic process of taking these photographs and the aesthetic, etc., mm-hmm. if it was just about that and enjoying the, you know, naked form from a artistic process yeah, okay. with yeah. the photos, but it seems like he's more like, yeah, I like all that. And I got to be around a naked chick. Yay. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> Which makes it creepy that because does. you shouldn't be looking at them as yeah. just a naked person. You should be looking at them as your subject to shoot. Yeah. I think, like, have there been, the thing is that, have you been shooting naked men as well? Like, did you find that? Like, were you uncomfortable then when they were men? Like, I don't know. Yeah, that would be, that would be a really good question. <laughs> like, were you, like, did you still like shooting the naked body then? Like, although, like, women are just generally prettier than men. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Blanket statement, like. <laughs> yeah, men can be hot, but women are just 
The curves. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah, curves yeah. and the softness. We're just, we're just, yeah, like overall, women are just pretty up. <laughs> this is why most women don't fall directly on straight on the straight case yeah. scale. <laughs> most are somewhere in between. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I definitely, I think I land on Creepy. The fact that he is specifically about the naked women. Yeah. And look, like... And this... of course, this is written from his point of view. So he's being as kind to himself as he yeah, possibly can true. already. That's true. I, yeah, yeah, if you think about that, he's like, no, 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 I'm not Creepy. Like, I just enjoy the whole process, but you're right. But yeah, he just needs to, like, s- stop shooting naked models, like... And for a friend of his, like an <laughs> actual sh- friend who done it clothed before to be like i am no longer comfortable yeah yeah and i that's just a feel friend, like the creep so, factor's got to be yeah you would have yeah so it's like if you knew somebody and then all of a sudden you were like because you know about them right like, yeah. so you know what makes them like you know this person their friend them you know what makes them tick you know what they're about so if they're she's then going nah that's fine like and the whole group agreed yeah but i do just think i just caught on stop Shooting like pow pow shooting <laughs> <laughs> groups. <laughs> yeah. like, now that we know he's not shooting people, uh, none of what he's doing seems so bad. I'll give yeah. you that. But it's like it's funny because when you're talking through it, you're going, "Am I listening to like the Judgment Editor, or am I listening to Morbid?" <laughs> <laughs> I just got my content mixed up this way. <laughs> two one too many crime podcasts this time. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, who can put down a good trick crime podcast? That's true, it's true. It suits the soul. All right, so we are landing creepy or not creepy? Creepy. I agree, creepy. I mean, now that when you put it in the context of he's writing this himself and the friend saying, when you really drill on the fact that his own friend is saying, you're, you're nasty. <laughs> I think I if he hadn't, if he'd just said, I loved the aesthetic of the photos, yeah. I enjoyed the shooting process, that would have been fine. But when he specifically says, I'm being around a naked woman, it seems like he's like, that was hot. Yeah. That was hot. That was, <laughs> you know. <laughs> now I'm like, now I'm like, <laughs> Now you've got the ink. <laughs> well, you're gross, man. Yeah. No, that creeps me right out. This is number three. This comes from a female who is 32 years old, and she's been married for four years to Andy, who is 37. Last June, around 11 months ago, Andy's mother passed away in a car accident. It was totally unexpected. He was super close to her, and it hit him hard. He developed really bad depression. I tried my best to stay strong for him and offer comfort whenever he needed it, but it has been so hard being his emotional crutch. Andy... Yeah. Can I just say, like, mm. I'm really trying not to say anything. <laughs> like, am I the asshole? Like, I'm really trying not to be like, yes, you are. <laughs> like, like, the dude's mum died suddenly, tragically, horrifically. Yeah. Like, I'm really yeah. trying. Hear her no, out. I don't see a way that this hear is going out. to hear be out. not. Yeah, hear her out. But I'm just sitting here going, yes. Anyway, keep sorry. Sorry to interrupt it. Andy stayed at home all day quit his job and barely paid attention to me. I had to pay all the bills. Soon I realised that our relationship was dying. Intimacy was long gone and Andy rarely talked to me. I begged him to go to a therapist and tried all the ways to help him. He refused all of them. Yesterday, Andy and I had an argument. It broke my heart to see the man I love fall to pieces. 
I came home from a really bad day at work and found him surrounded by rubbish on the couch. I tiredly asked him to please clean it up, but he refused. Something just snapped in me and I yelled, I think it's time you get over your mum. What's wrong with Oh, you know, just get over it. Just, you know, she only <laughs> brought you into this world, raised you. It's like, I think it's time you get over that haircut. Yeah. It was a phase. Move on. Yeah. Just move on. It's over. You need to let it go. The 90s is not in anymore. The 90s is back. What are you talking about? Yeah, so. Andy looked at me like I was crazy and said, how could you say such a thing? My mother is not like some shit ex. It's my mother. Yeah. And she's dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I apologized, but told him to look at himself. No job, depressed, throwing away his life and relationship with his wife. He said, it's already so hard. Don't make it any harder. I don't need you scolding me at the hardest point of my life. I tried to get my point across, but he abruptly got mad calling me a fucking bitch, then left. I'll admit, what I said was horrible. It was unfair to him, but I don't know what to do anymore. I just feel burnt out and I desperately need someone too, just like him. I feel so alone every minute of the day. Am I the arsehole? Look, I think she already knows that she's the asshole. Yeah, she, <laughs> she knows said she's it the herself. Asshole, but she's also... She was horrible. She was, but she's... She's reached the end. Yeah, people only have so much in them, man. Mm-hmm. Like, there's only so much empathy you can give someone before you're like, pick your shit up. We can't, like, this is your life. You get one go round. Tomorrow it could be you in that car. You can't sit there and just let your life go to come and, yeah, like, she, yeah, she shouldn't have said what she said. Yeah, but, but it's really hard when you are desperately trying to help someone for so long and they yeah. are refusing to take any steps towards helping themselves. Yeah, like, like, he is allowed to still be upset, absolutely. But, I mean, people lose people that they love and yeah. you can't just quit your job and not move for yeah. a year. That's, and like unfortunately, life doesn't stop. It goes on. It goes on. And if yeah. you would struggling to deal with it that much go to therapy yeah and that's it right so she's saying look let's let's try like she's not saying like i'm just done with it she's like you know we need to go to therapy and they, she's right they needs to and in, at one point or another, i think i'd be in her position like it's only so long that you could be like you know what like i'm eternally single you know this about me listeners you now know this about me <laughs> i've got a very short tether for what i will accept other people in my like you know yeah. To go, you just need to pick yourself up and move on. Like I have a very long tether, but I, um, I mean, you obviously know this, but yeah. everyone else doesn't. I've actually been married before. Yeah. And the reason that my marriage ended, you know, there was a lot of reasons for it, but a very big part of it was he withdrew. He was struggling with depression and anxiety, um, amplified by infertility issues. And he withdrew entirely from me and our life. And any time I tried to talk to him about it or even if we tried to fight about it or anything, it ended up in him having a panic attack and me not getting anywhere communication-wise. And I eventually felt like I was in it completely alone. We also had full custody of his stepson at the time. So for her, I feel like she doesn't really have a husband anymore. She has a child. That she you know yeah. cooks for, yeah, cleans for, pays the bills for. She does. She does. 
And you do, you get tired of it. And eventually, as much as I tried to help and help and help, he refused therapy. He'd go on antidepressants or anti-anxiety and then be like, I'm great now. I'm going to stop taking them. And the cycle would repeat over and over and would do nothing to help himself over and over and over. And there's only so long that you can put yourself through living that life. And now that's your life. That's your life now. Your life is stressing about this person. Exactly. And it's been 11 months. She's gone through some shitty times of her own in that. Yeah. And eventually, like, you need emotional support too. It's give and take. And without ever getting that emotional support for yourself. Yeah. You know, eventually it's just what is the purpose of being in that relationship, especially if you can't see any way that it's going to get better. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, we've all been, I think everyone can say they've all been in a situation where they've walked in and someone's just been a slob all day, you've been hard out at work and you've said something. That's what I used to work in, walk into every day. Yeah, and you just said something that came out and it just, in that moment, it's like she's already said here, she's checked herself already, she's gone, I know that was bad. Yeah. Like, but... She's sort of like, she just at the end, it just come out. It's just, here we go. That's the, you know, the, yeah. just the cherry on top, you know. The- I remember I would clean the house every day before work, go to work all day. Oh, no. Get home and he'd be sitting on that fucking couch no, in his sweatpants <laughs> with Dorito dust all over his shirt. Oh, where he'd <laughs> clearly been playing video games all day long. But he'd gotten up to make himself some sort of food every time and trashed the kitchen mess and like wrappers all over the couch and there's only so many times you can walk into that before you walk in and go what the fuck is wrong with you yeah yeah you were grown ass man was it mean of me yeah Yeah. you don't walk into your house and go what the fuck is wrong with you them's a fighting word obviously yeah but i get it you reach a limit yeah (laughs) i certainly would you don't you don't marry someone to have an extra child like yeah like yeah but he's also the arsehole. Can they both just be the arseholes in this case? So you both the arsehole. Yeah, I think she is. This isn't everybody sucks in this situation. Yeah. But I think probably he sucks a little bit more than her. Yeah. He I mean, I get it. He lost his mum. And I was actually talking about this with someone the other day. If you lose your parent under the age of 50, you've been, like, both your parents, you've been yeah. orphaned. Yeah. Over the age of 50, where it starts to happen from old age, etc. That's the way of life. But under 50, it just shouldn't happen that yeah. early. You, That is a tragedy. Yeah, you, were, yeah, you, you weren't know. prepared for it. No one was prepared for exactly. it. Exactly. Really. Especially when it's sudden like that. Like, that's yeah, awful. Yeah, that's horrific. And, you know, that's a that's just the phone call in the middle of the night. Like, that in itself is just, that's horrific in itself, just even that way of having to find out. So, like, you can see how that would rock somebody to their core. But at the same time... You can't let your whole and your your parents want that. Well, your mum wouldn't want that for you either. No, like, you know you don't let your whole not. all your you don't like your whole world fall down. You can't stop you. living. Yeah, too. yeah. Like and you know that's one thing you get. And if it around, is falling around, uh, falling down around you, you gotta get therapy. You got yeah. You gotta get therapy. You just gotta be able to go. You gotta recognize that and be able to pick yourself up and go. I think he wants to sit in his sadness. Yeah. Some, and Which some is people, tempting. Some people do want to do that, though. Yeah, right? like I get people, that. Sometimes I want to sit in my sadness for, like, a day or two and be like, I'm going to be miserable. I'm not going to get out of bed. I'm going to watch Grey's Anatomy because their lives are worse than yeah. mine. And then you pick yourself up and move on. A little buzz, a little buzz, like, think of the wallow hollow. <laughs> I've never heard of that. I was listening to – I told you about a TV show that I was watching. Listeners, yep. it's called Privilege. It's on Channel 7 Plus. It's on free, like, free-to-air TV. Yeah. There was one episode and they were like, oh, it's the hollow – the wallow hollow. And she'd set up – like, so it was all just, like, 
junk food and like movies and everything. Yes. Yes. So he could go in there and he could wallow and then you walk out of your wallow hollow. Yeah. You can't stay in the wallow hollow. Yeah. You can't stay in there forever. You've got to get up and leave. Yeah. But I'm like the idea of the wallow hollow. Yeah. Everyone has to have it, right? You have to just go with it. Just, and the fact that it rhymes is just thank you. So we're going with they both kind of suck, but yeah. for different reasons. Yeah. And yes, she snapped, but you know what? Everybody does. Eventually. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I feel like with these Am I the Assholes, there's usually like yes, no, or everybody. But I also feel like there needs to be a um, justified asshole option sometimes. Because sometimes you need to be a bit of a dick. Sometimes, sometimes that's the only way to get what you need. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, question of the week this week is your best insult that doesn't include swear words. Okay, so I've actually, I sort of thought of one when you presented this question to me a little earlier, but I've actually changed my mind since I've been sitting here. Okay. So years and years ago, when I was like, I don't know, a teenager, I read a book, like one of my mum's like mucky books that were like, <laughs> you know, and Heathridge was standing on the Sorry, is mucky bed. book code yeah. for like... Soft tree, yeah, Fifty Shades of Grey, but like, you yeah. know these... Yeah, yeah, those romance, Mills and Boons books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so I was reading one of my mum's on a them, and there's like, Heathrow just standing on the cliff. Anyway, it was called like Sunken Feathers or something. And they turned around, and one of the things, one of the lines that will never, I don't think I'll ever forget is, you're like, you're like a trollop on the wharf on market day. So <laughs> like, <laughs> set way back when. <laughs> so just... <laughs> On the wharf on market yeah, day. Yeah, so it's like, you know, you're a cheap, like, you're, yeah. you know, all the sailors have come in and you're just going, pretty penny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, I love that. That's all. That's so good. <laughs> and I just, like, yeah, and I'm sitting here and it just came to me and I just went, yeah, that's gotta be, that's gotta be it. Like, you don't, there's no better one than that. Like, you just, there's no swearing at that. You just cheap, you nasty. Like, <laughs> My absolute favourite that um, I must admit I actually have used in the past. It is impossible to underestimate you. Wow. Well, that's the one. Well, you just want to cut to the bone. Yeah. Just had enough. Just incompetence is my just... biggest pet peeve. <laughs> it is seriously my biggest yeah, pet peeve. And it's just like, you know, I just want to thought you couldn't do any worse. Look at that. <laughs> There's actually one from Stiller Dingo that is, I didn't expect anything from you and you're still disappointed. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I know, I was like, oh, I think that's a better version of mine. I'm upgrading to that. <laughs> I do love that. I do love that. Like, yeah. oh. Crispy Crunch said, intelligent thoughts have always followed him, but he was always faster. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, bad at humaning too. Well, I like that username. So bad at humaning too said, you've got a face for radio, the voice for newspaper and the brains for neither. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's cut. That, that, that'll cut. That cuts. <laughs> and this one actually made me snort water out of my nose when I saw it. Trent Wolfred says, you seem like the sort of person who knows which colour crayon tastes the best. <laughs> Like, anybody listening and, like, even us, we all know someone who looks like that. 
<laughs> like we've all met that one person or like had a conversation with that one person or been out on a date with that one person. <laughs> you definitely been I've out on a date I've with that person. Many, many a person. That's, that's my time. Um, <laughs> Here is one for you. It's a bit of a classic, but I think that this would work for you and some of the uh, Tinder dates you've been on. You're not the dumbest person in the world, but you better hope they don't die. <laughs> This one is brilliant. It's Epic Calliope. I bet your parents change the subject when people ask about you. (laughs) Do you know the best part about that? We have both been the black sheep of the family at one point or another for many years or so. Um, So that one cuts particularly deep. (laughs) And the best part about it is it's just like. It's like, you know that if you ever heard that, you wouldn't know straight away that they were insulting you. Like, I bet your parents change the subject when you're, when you're like, when you're brought up, you wouldn't think straight away, oh, they're insulting me. You would be. I would. Oh, I wouldn't. I honestly think it would take me a second. I honestly think it would take me a second. You'd be lying about it and be like, that bitch. Oh, yeah, because I would be like, they would because I am the black sheep. I'd be like, yeah. I'd be like, my mum. Seen the wolf says... You couldn't pour water out of a boot with the instructions on the heel. You couldn't pour water out of the boot. Oh, Jamie. You couldn't. <laughs> pour- <laughs> clearly, clearly not that. <laughs> glass and a half a wine ago yeah maybe to be fair to be fair jamie has had covid uh quite recently and is now working a brand new job and has just come off a long six day work week and i've given her wine so got to give her a couple glasses (laughs) we do get get a few like a little bit there Okay, and that is everything for the day. If you have a story that you would like to submit, you can do so via the link in the show notes. Just make sure it is as clear as possible to give us the best chance of being able to use it. Otherwise, you can find us on TikTok at LucyLoves underscore or on Insta at TheJudgmentEdit. That's everything. See you next week. Bye. Bye.